بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا In the chapter of Al-Malahim It is the third chapter of the kitab which is known as Al-Fasl Thalith The author of the kitab He has the habit that a hadith which he felt should have been mentioned by the original author of the kitab which was already in the first and second chapter so what he never found there from many other kitabs of ahadith, he would then include it in the third chapter. Many of the time the ahadith of the third chapter will be weaker ahadith, but there are some times which could be like stronger. Sometimes he could find a hadith narrated by Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim. So this is example one. That he felt that the author could have also included this in the chapter of Al-Malahim, Malhamah. A lot of wars that will take place. But sometimes when your eye is on so many ahadiths, then like you miss it. Or for some reason you leave it out. And another who comes later. So the author of Mishkat, he is different from the original author of the kitab, Imam Baghawi. So he felt that this narration should also be put under Al-Malahim. This is the narration which is known as Al-Fitan. That what is fitna? How will fitna take place? And the imam of what is known as the kitab of Al-Fitan is known as Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu He was known as Sahibu Sir, the Sahabi, the Sahabi of the secrets. He would be the one who would ask regarding those things which were like hidden, things regarding trials, tribulations, the end of times. And Allah Taala made it that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had left the names of the hypocrites by him. So it was a secret not to be spoken, but there was some reason that it was going to be kept by him. Perhaps one reason was, in the era until fitna started, until fitna started, there were people who were fitin. The only thing is they were not apparent. And when they showed their fitna, meaning with the demise of Usman radiallahu anh, then everyone understood, watch for this person, watch out for that person. It would be known he was amongst the rebels. So now if someone was narrating a hadith and he was amongst them, who were in the group that was responsible for the shahadat of Usman radiallahu anh, others will say, how can I narrate from you? But until the demise of Usman radiallahu anh, this group was there. It was only they were not apparent. To ensure that they do not cause problems in the ahadith. Perhaps that was one reason that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke to Huzaifa radiallahu anh and told him that this person is a hypocrite, this person is a hypocrite, but don't tell him. Umar radiallahu anh would ask him and he would say, I'm not asking you regarding somebody else, I only want... Then Huzaifa radiallahu anh would then say, don't just has to come and say, this person is narrating. And Huzaifa radiallahu would then say, he knew a lot of things which perhaps, where he felt there was, 
So he knew a lot of things which perhaps with some of the Sahaba and some Tabi'een. Allah was one sitting with some of the Sahaba and some Tabi'een. So the Tabi'i says that Umar radiallahu anh said, Ayyukum yahfadu haditha Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fil fitna. And who knows it regarding this al-fitna trial, the trial. Remember it. Umar radiallahu anh said that hati, exactly as he said it, I remember it. Umar radiallahu anh said that hati, that if anyone knows it, innaka lajari'un, that definitely you in the era of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were the only one who had that courage. Other sahaba would stop. When you see the wording of Huzaifa radiallahu anh, he wouldn't stop. He would ask Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam something. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would give an answer. He would ask on top of that answer. He would say, then what? Other sahaba would never. He would get an answer. He said, then what? He would say, good will come. He would say, what about after the good will bad come? The bad will come. He said, after the bad will good come. Only he would do it that. He said, innaka larjariun. Jari means you had that boldness, that courage. So if anyone had to really ask, explain to me, fitan, you would have all by you. And Umar radiallahu anh said, what, what do you have? So he said, I heard Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, so in this narration he speaks about two types of fitan. Both we go through in our life. And both were going to be explained, like how you have to accept it, and how you have to look at it, how you can't get shocked, how you have to live through it. He said, I heard Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, fitnatur rajul. Fitna means the exam, the test, the trial. The trial for every man is fi ahlihi. First is in his wife. That is why when a man gets married, you can tell him, Mubarak to you, one extra fitna. That's also one extra fitna. Because when a woman comes into your life, a lot of imtihanat come. But every time a trial comes, do you get angry with the trial? Man doesn't always get angry. He accepts that the trial comes and happiness also comes with the exam. So in madrasa, madrasa is madrasa hard. That itself is an imtihan. The people of the madrasa and imtihan, trial. Exams in the madrasa, that's the biggest imtihan. But every time it comes, does a person like become upset? And then he immediately finds that Hazrat Tanwi rahimullah said, madrasa shouldn't have imtihans. See, Hazrat Tanwi said so many other things. You couldn't find nothing but this one heavy ibarat. How he found it? Because he doesn't like this. But then he is told, if you're not going to learn to go through the trial, you yourself one day will not be able to set imtihans for anyone else. Allah says, remember when we took exam after exam after exam from Ibrahim a.s. How he completed it. No one must run away from an exam. No one must say, I wish there's no exam. We have some students in the madrasa, it's known that before the imtihan, that one amazing sickness, they'll get it. And next year it will be like another part of the body. By the time they graduate, every part of their body went through some examination. The only exam they never went was the hand. They never wrote, I had a problem. And then, 
go deep in deep way and way. Sometimes the problems you don't even like to mention, like in the mashara, like you got a heavy problem. The heavy problem is the exam. <laughs> heavy problem. But the person who learns, you're getting married, a woman coming in your life is an exam. Because she comes with a whole kafla, a whole family. Your brother you fought with how many times in life? But because he's your brother, you could always make maaf. Now you're going to get someone called a brother-in-law. He's not your blood. You fight with him one time. You will have to go there. He's not going to come to you. You will have to go and lower yourself and make up. Why? Because your wife is upset. She doesn't know now how to. You will have to go. That's a fitna. The man would say, I wish I could get the girl without all the other thorns. Say, this rose comes with so many thorns. You'll have to take it. And you pull out the thorn, the rose breaks. So the whole world understood. Happily, they would come and say, give you Dawit, I'm getting mad. Which means, I give you Dawit, make dua for me, I'm going into another fitna. But how he smiled in that fitna? But there's an exam there. The woman will come, she will have her own likes. There will be arguments sometimes. There will be words that you say which are not the best words. She will want certain clothing. Sometimes you'll give in, you will become a little stingier than before. You'll want to go out more in the path of Allah. You'll want to give your life for jihad. Now you got it. It's not so easy. فِي فَتْنَةُ الرَّجُلْ فِي أَهْلِهِ وَمَالِهِ In mal, whoever runs away from mal. But everyone knows in mal how much of imtihan there is. Just to take out that zakat is hard. But the man doesn't say, I don't want fitna. He says, it's, I know, I know, I know it's bad, but... And then he goes in it. So I'll watch myself. So he takes it. Fitnatu rajul fi ahalihi wa maalihi wa nafsihi with regards to his own body. Soon as he becomes balikh, your exam starts. But no one ever says, I wish I die. When the person gets scared, he says, make dua, I love. Meaning I want to see more fitna. He's ready for it. Another day you say, you really like, I go to those people who say, make dua, my grandfather is very, very sick. So I say like, Allah do best. He say, no, make dua he loves. Say, he's already seen the whole world. How many more fitnas you want him to see? And now as the grandfather also, he say, no, no, few more years. Like, few more years of fitna. How much you saw it? Fitnatu rajul fi ahlihi wa maalihi wa nafsihi. Wa waladihi, a child will come. Son will come, a daughter will come. It's fitna from the beginning till the end. How much of trials? Wa jarihi and your neighbor. He got his own trials coming. But the man said, I'm buying a new house. You say, a new house means a new neighbor, a new neighborhood. He's not bothered. Man is happy for all that imtihanat. Fitna to rajun. And each one when it comes, it leaves some dabba. If that man was allowed to stay in Darulum Azadwal in the Khanka, then he would make little zikrullah and he would become Junaid Baghdadi in a week. But now you tell him, go out. Go back home. Soon as he become, goes back home, then he just starts falling. He falls, he falls. That's called fitr. But that's how this world is. Allah's Nabi said, يُكَفِّرُهَا الصَّدَقَةُ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالصِّيَامُ And Allah made it that there is an eraser. But as that fitna comes, that trial comes with its own dabba, with its own stain, during that day, while you're still there with your family, Adhan will go. So when you go for the Salah, as you're going, when you're performing, when you finish the Salah, it's already wiped out. 
Then little charity you will give, it will wipe out. Fasting will come, it will wipe out. Meaning the little you do year and day will make sure you always stay clean. What was taught in this narration is that this world is Darul Imtihan. No one can run away from the Imtihan. But a man can do things to make the Imtihan easy. That's it. Whenever a test came, people came running for dua that the test must go away. It was always that Allah must make me write a wonderful answer. The test will go on its time because no one keeps you in the Imtihan Hall for four hours. Our madrasa, the law is three hours. But after two hours, even the ustad who's in charge, he starts getting irritated. That right fast, right fast, because he wants to go home. No one likes long Imtihans. So Allah's system is there's no long Imtihan. But test after test after test. Every time a new test comes, instead of worrying of the test, worry about what will give you a good answer. So you kafiruha, like how you'll say the student came with his pen, with his tapex, with different colors. He likes to write a nice, clean answer. He doesn't want to give an ugly paper in this world with Almighty Allah. There's no running away from exams. There is in the imtihan making the paper neat. Wherever there's a stain, wherever there's a dabba, then my salah will wipe out that one. My sadaqah, my fasting. Umar radiallahu an then however said, Laysa hadha uridu. That I also know. That I'm not asking for. He said, I am asking for that fitna allati tamuju kamujil bahri. I am asking for that fitna that when the waves start, it will continue like the waves of the ocean. Look at that wording he gave. So you have to understand this narration when you're looking at the waters of the ocean. When you're standing there and you say, I wonder when it will stop. The ocean will say, I don't stop. I will continue coming. As long as you're on the shore, you might get knocked by me also. There are some times when I come in where you never expected it to hit, I go there also. So there will be sometimes fitan where you think that we are like in a protected area, Allah's system is. When you get the 14th night, then they'll say today or tomorrow the current is going to come deep. That's why they don't even build right on the edges. They keep it a little back. Because although every day the water doesn't come, but it can come. For that Islam taught you that they are hudud of Allah, barriers. Then they said, فَلَا تَقْرَبُوهَا Don't go close to it. You keep at a distance. Because although you say I'm in safe land, I know my limits. But you tell the man, stand at the shore. And you will see where you're standing, there's no water. But you can see around you, there was water. That there was some time late at night, where when the ocean decided to, it pushed its wave. And you might be saying, but I'm so far away from where it's stopping. We'll say this is during the day. But at night, when it wants to come, it will come further. How wonderfully taught a lesson. That many a time when you think I know my limits during the day. But when the night comes, that fitna comes right till there. So wherever built a hotel on the place where the water could reach, 
that the entire structure would collapse. The water would hit it at its roots. After that, even if the hotel wanted to say, they would say it got no foundation. Whichever scholar, whichever pious person who said, I know my limits, but he stood at a place where water could reach. It only has to reach one time and the entire hotel is destroyed. Entire hotel. The people don't want to know him. No one wants to look at him. Because when the water hits, it hits right at the bunyad, the base. Fitna. I'm asking regarding that fitna that when it will come, it will come like the waves of the ocean. You might think we are in a protected area, but when it comes, the man is immediately told, don't stand where water can reach. Always stand very far from it. Very far. And whenever you have to go into that danger land, then don't remain there. Come out of it. You went in for some reason, get your work done and come out again. Because it's when you remain there and you start saying, we've been here so many times, now it's okay. That's when the problem comes. Umar was asking regarding what we will call that when a lot of corruption, a lot of effort will be made to break Islam from within. And from all sides, Kitan will start coming. What a word he used. Uzaifa radiallahu said, Ma laka walaha ya amir al mu'minin. That you don't have to ask about. The people after you have to ask. What you got to do with this? Meaning in your life, it will not happen. So Umar radiallahu anh, he said, Because between you, inna baynaka wa baynaha baban mughlaqan. Between you and that, when the ocean of fitan will start, there's a door. Understand the power of Umar Have you ever seen a man standing in front of the ocean and saying, as long as I stand, not one wave will pass me. Umar was that man. He kept the whole ocean. Umar said, will the door be broken or will the door be opened? Uzaifa radiallahu anh said, La bal yuksar. There was a lot in that there. One is, that will the door still stay alive? And in its life, the waves push, 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 push. Finally, the door gets opened. So the door is still alive and it sees and it says, I'm helpless now. Umar radiallahu anh was that individual who was not helpless. As long as he was not going to be martyred, he was not going to allow any fitna to go through. He said the door will be broken. Umar radiallahu anh said then, أَحْرَى ذَاكَ أَحْرَى أَلَّا يُغْلَقَ أَبَدًا He says then it means that after that door, the ocean will continue with its fitna. There will now be nothing to stop that waves. Nothing. Then the narration carries on where the students ask Huzaifa radiallahu anh, does Umar know who you were talking about? The way he was speaking. So Huzaifa radiallahu anh said that he knows very well. He says how a person or how he understood Duna Ghadin Layla that before tomorrow you're going to get the dark night. Just like that he knows that before tomorrow meaning before the next era of Islam there will be the dark night coming. Meaning now fitna is part of life. There will be dark, then there will be light. Then there will be dark, then there will be light. 
said, I have narrated to him in hadith, haddastuhu hadithan, laysa bil aghalit. He says, what I narrated to him, nothing here is unclear, meaning for him. He knows it so well, he understands it, I never have to explain it to him. So the students were shy then, they wanted the explanation. So later on they asked another student, go and ask Huzaifa radiallahu anhu, who is this you speaking about? He said, Umar knows about it. He said, everyone knows about it, but we don't know about it. So he said that the door is Umar radiallahu So that part was known from the beginning, who else is going to be that door? But what it meant, Tamuju Kamujil Bahri, it will come like the waves of the ocean, and what lesson was given in it? One is, don't ever expect the waves of fitna to stop. Sometimes there will be that 14th where you will say the waves are wild. And you always get when you have the full moon, then the waves go wild. That's when everyone notices fitna. Always they notice, they say they're getting so strong, evil is getting so strong. What is happening in the world? That is called when the waves are wild. And then there are other times when the waves are not so wild, but they're still waves. Has you ever seen the ocean without a wave? Even when they say it's very calm, the ocean, you will say it's calm because you're standing here, go a little inside and you will see the waves are waiting for you there. It's always somewhere. A person of Iman, when he looks, he never ever thinks I'm standing by the lake. He understands, in my life, I got an ocean in front of me. There will be days when that waves will be very high, very high. There will be days that it's inside the waters, meaning preparations are taking place. If nothing is happening at the moment, it doesn't mean nothing is happening. He sees one behind the other. He sees how each one supports the other. He sees one wave, higher wave, pushing the other wave down. But that same high wave is also pushing him up again. He says, Al-Kufru millatun wahida. That the one kafir government pushed this one down. But he will also give him support to stand. Neither is he mine, neither is the other one mine. Both are not mine. One pushed that one down, but he's also not mine. Although he puts one wave, he's another wave. He'll never ever trust any wave. He will never say, let's wait until things get calm. Because he knows in the ocean, the waves never get calm. From the beginning, he will learn how to sail, or how to surf, or how to swim through waves. He will ask someone who's experienced, how do you stand up to a wave? A man who's a master swimmer will tell you, you don't do it this way, you'll get tired. You don't fight the wave. You will understand the direction of the wave. You have to use the wave to your advantage. Go in the waters and ask the master who swims, ask the man of the boat. He will say, you don't row against the wave. You let the waves push you. When a person learns that in this world I'll have to go with the fitna, then he doesn't become upset and irritated when fitna starts. But he says, instead of fighting against or waiting for it to stop, I have to learn how to use it to get to where I need to get. Learn to surf through fitan. Tamuju kamujil bahri. Tamuju kamujil bahri. Mullah Liqari rahimullah, he wrote one ibarat here. Can't remember the wording, but he said something like this here. That fitan, 
First it starts with Kathratul Munaza'ah Kathratul Munaza'ah Wal Mukhasamah That's the beginning of fitna It's just arguments Mukhasamah Khasam He comes and says You did this to me And then you stand up to defend yourself And you, you did this Nowadays it's on the WhatsApp He'll send an accusation He'll give an answer Kathratul Munaza'ah Wal Mukhasamah then he said, Yansha'u minhu kathratul. And then from there he said, What will be the result? He said, Kathratul mushajara wal muqatala. After that day, one is just in the other, just going for the other, searching for the faults of the other. Wal muqatala, a time can come that it even starts, one is fighting with the other. Could be two Muslims killing each other, it could be two Muslim armies fighting against each other. Will the fitna ever stop? Either you will be on the low part where you're only arguing or you will be on the high part where you're only fighting or you will be watching and the whole world is like this. Everyone, one into the other. And you'll scream loudly, can't it stop? And you know it's not going to stop. <coughs> then you learn one lesson, Tamuju Kamujil Bahari. That if you're going to continue like the waves of the ocean, I will have to become like the swimmer or the sailor of the ocean. That I have to now do my work while you carrying on your work. I will have to do my work. That alim who understands fitan has come not to stop. Instead of getting depressed when he sees fitan, he'll stand up to do something against fitan. He will never feel that my little is too little against the ocean. Because he will see the small boat in front of the ocean is nothing. But the one who made the boat, and people asked him, do you think you can fight the ocean? He said, no, I will travel over the ocean. Because I got some goods here which have to reach somewhere else. And if I have to wait for the fitna to end, it's not going to end. My goods will never reach. He said, I learned one thing, I'm going to go over the waves. And he does reach where he has to reach. رَبُّكُمُ الَّذِي يُزْجِي لَكُمُ الْفُلْكَ فِي الْبَحْرِ How ya Allah takes the boat over the ocean. How ya Allah. So the first thing he does in his boat is he says, Allah, I make you the captain. The sail is looked after by the فَهُمَّ وَاقِيَةً كَوَاقِيَةِ الْوَلِيدِ How a child is looked after by the father, Allah, you look after my father. رَبُّكُمُ الَّذِي يُزْجِي لَكُمُ الْفُلْكَ فِي الْبَحْرِ how the boat doesn't sink. So he puts his full trust in it. And he says, whether it's a big, huge boat, or whether it's even a small boat. You will see the man who learns the ocean, he takes his small paddle. And he's smiling there, paddling. The Haiti ocean is getting irritated. How dare you smile at me? And he's also smiling and waving to everyone. I'm okay. He learned there's something called a life jacket, that even if I get thrown in, I got something that keeps me on top. He learned how to float in the waters. Go next time to the ocean just to see the Tamuju Kamujil Bahari. How fitan will come, but there are some people who drown in the fitan. And there are some people who enjoy the waves. They understand we have to swim over it. We have to move through it. Then they do not get so involved in trying to push fitna back. Because they understand you just finish with one wave, another wave is coming. 
They say whatever is happening, one day we were discussing with some ulama what's happening. So one alim said, nice. That he said, when fitna is on its height, it's the time to do work. He said, when fitna is on its height, it's the time to do work. Those who did something in life, and Allah used them as the breakers of fitna. When they were writing the kitab, even their own wife would have asked, what do you think you're doing? You think with your one kitab, you're going to break the empires of evil? Even if his wife had to say it, he wouldn't listen to her one, but he just carried on writing. You'll read that 500 pages and you say, you were writing at the time where the ummah had lost hope. They lost hope that there'll ever be a revolution. And he was writing at that time the secrets for the revolution. And after the revolution will take place, what must happen? What made him write that? He understood that the waters will remain. Let's go over the waters. So how do you break fitan? As the hadith on the top, that second part said, يُكَفِّرُهَا الصَّدَقَةُ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالصِّيَامُ Like how the fitna of a man with his own life and his wife and his mamal and his children and his neighbors, you remove the dabba with what? Easy acts. Salah, zakat, fasting. And the wording comes, وَالْأَمْرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَالنَّحْيُ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ Your job is to speak the truth. Just say it. And you have done what you needed to do. This fitna also will never stop. But if you can do what you have to do, that individual who says, I'll read two rakats extra. And he says, Allah, what the barakah of this two, protect me from the fitan, protect the world from the fitan. He immediately becomes a mujaddid of their. He has already stood up to go over the waters. He has been given that life jacket. Only he must learn to put it on. That fear of fitan. Or the stinking that what I got is too little and what's there is too much. Because he sees the huge world of kufr. And he sees himself as one individual. And he thinks, how can I fight against the ocean? So the answer is, you don't fight. You go over the ocean. You swim through the ocean. You ride the waves. Sadaqah, salah, fasting. Al-amru bil-ma'roof, an-nahyu al-munkar. And you will be the person of the era. He said, my one friend came back from one country in Jamaat. So he's giving me some of his car guzari. One car guzari he mentioned. He said, the one person who joined them, years ago he changed his life. He said, one Pakistani Jamaat came. So because they were white in color, like not black in his country, it's a black country. So he wanted to go study in America and he had his papers, it seems, or England, wherever it is. So someone told him that there's some white people here in the masjid. So he doesn't know at that time that American is different, Pakistani is different. As long as the skin color was white for him, it's the American. So he said, I'll go spend time with them so i learn how to be an American. So that when I go there, like I move in with the crowd, where he landed the furthest from America, Pakistani. With the lungis. So he landed there and he spent a few days with them. Pakistan Jamaatis, he said when they reached my country, they were all big size. They spent about seven to eight months in the country. He said, Allah reward them. When they left the country, all of them were ten like six. There was nothing in the country. He said they like died for our country. He said only they could do that. But in Pakistan also it's so hard. Here it was much, much more harder. And they had no nusrat, no help. 
himself said he had all chains. They were like, he said his heroes in the world were all those, what he used to see, the film stars of America. Those big gang- gangsters, that was like his. So he spent a few days to learn like how to talk from them, the language, where they knew English also. The way it is, he spent time with them. Three days, he said, became three months. So when I was hearing this walkie, I said, how revolutions take place? How revolutions? One individual. He says, after about three months, four months, I can't remember exactly. He said, while he was sleeping in the masjid with them, he saw Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a dream. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told him, Ballih anni walaw aya. We all did that narration, isn't it? The only thing is that we never hear it directly from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We learn from our ustad. You can see the difference. He heard it directly from Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That I know you know nothing, but if you know one thing also, why don't you go and say it? He said he woke up and it was like the end or the beginning of his future. So I don't know how many years have passed now, maybe about 15 to 16 to 20 years. He says, still at night when I'm sleeping, then that sound comes back in my mind and I wake up with Ajit. And after so many years, I still hear Allah's Nabi Islam saying, Ballih Anni. He says, whenever I hear of a Jamaat, then I hear Ballih Anni, I join the Jamaat. Wherever I can teach someone, I hear. He said, my business became nothing. My traveling to America, I forgot about it. My entire mission in life became this. Ballih Anni, That even if I know nothing but one thing sufficient, my Allah's Nabi told me, just, why don't you say it to someone? You just say what you have to say and you will make the revolution in the world. The ocean will continue banging and banging and banging. The individual who's standing, he must perform his salah, he must give his sadaqah, he must keep his fast. The stains of fitna will not hit him. He will ride over the oceans of fitna. He will save many others. He will take what has to be taken. And when he dies, it will be said, you swam very well. May Allah Tawarukala make us all the best of sailors, the best of swimmers. May Allah let us never drown into the oceans of fitan.